Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Anxiety subreddit. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed um, yesterday's episode. Don't forget, it was uh, both on YouTube and on uh, podcasting platforms, so um, if you want to see my bright, shining face um, <laughs> as I talk about addiction, uh, then you can always check that out. Like I said in the, that podcast yesterday, I'm going to be trying to do it on, uh, I'm going to be trying to do it in that like twice a week, obviously not this week because I hadn't planned it out uh, sufficiently, but uh, it'll probably be within, uh, you know, within the, the two days. Uh, sorry about that. I just got text. So, um, but, uh, oh, gotcha. Um, anyway, we are going over to the anxiety subreddit. Uh, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with excuse me advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Uh, as you can tell, my lisp comes out when I'm very uh, when I tend to uh, what do you what, what, what do you call it uh, speak too fast, um, and that kind of happened. Either way, um, I don't know if I want to go into this one first. Uh, let's go to one that's a little bit lighter, and then we'll kind of work our way into this one. Um, let's go to this question real quick. Can anxiety make you feel like a weird sensation in your mind, like you're out of your body almost? It's really weird. I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes I feel like my mind is just not normal. I have bad, uh, sorry, I've had bad anxiety for years. Anyone else? That, that's a good question. Um, because and this is where I start to ask the question, like, how depressed are you? Um, because remember, anxiety and depression seem to go together pretty well. Um, like, if you have, if somebody has depression, uh, like, like severe depression, right? We're talking about general, uh, sorry, not generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, what am I trying to think? Uh, ma major depressive disorder, right? Like, it's not like. Oh, you're just depressed. Yeah, sorry, not that you're just depressed. That you're depressed over like a loved one dying, like like something that would initiate. It would obviously initiate a sad reaction, right? Of course, it would. That would initiate a sad reaction. Um, but like you know, you're having major depressive disorder past the point uh, of normal mourning for somebody, right? Um, like you're you're sad almost every single day for like a couple. Uh, like like a couple months, right? That's not that's not supposed to, that's that's not normal. Is the way that I would put that, right? Um, which would you know then lead to uh, probably most likely a diagnosis of major depressive disorder. Um, so I would just say you know, uh, I would ask, well, how is your depression doing? The reason why I asked how your depression do is doing because depression is usually the thing that gets me out of my body or not not out of my body, but it almost feels like nothing's real anymore. Um, but what I could also say is with anxiety, and by the way, I'm just kind of relating my own experience with anxiety. I don't have a definitive answer here for this particular person. Because, um, you know, they're asking like, well, can anxiety do that? I, I suppose it can. If it's doing it to you, I guess it can, right? Um, but uh, in my in in my own um, experience with anxiety, uh, obviously I had social anxiety, but um, I, I had, did have some other forms of anxiety, but, uh, with me, my anxiety tended to kind of, it, it would, it would make me so tired, right? Cause you know, if you're having these anxious thoughts, I mean, that's a lot of energy going, 
through your through your head. So that's a lot of energy wasted, so to speak. Um, where you're just thinking, you're just thinking about maybe worst case scenario. Then you're thinking about the scenario after that. Uh, to the point where it, it becomes paralysis of analysis, right? Like you're just analyzing everything, but you're not doing anything. Um, and at that point, you're just kind of living in your head. Um, so that's that's I think that's where a lot of my out of body or that, that that feeling of just you know like that. I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but literally like you're walking through a fog. Not I'm not just talking about brain fog. Like you literally feel like you're walking through a fog. It almost as if I don't know if you ever guys ever, ever played that game Silent Hill. There's this uh, like this fog that the 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 gaming team made because of the graphical limit, limitations of like the PS One where it was or the PlayStation One, um, and so they made this fog that would come out uh, so that they could load the level while you're walking and doing all this stuff, but you wouldn't see it. And it almost reminds me of that. Like when I would just walk around, it would almost be like nobody existed until they did you know what i mean like nobody existed until i noticed them basically because i was so in my world i would walk for hours aimlessly thinking about a place other than this world because that's where i wanted to be right so that's where the depression part of this comes in that's why i was asking that um but uh yeah i mean listen anxiety can make you do all kind or sorry make you feel all types of things obviously so you want to probably you definitely want to be um conscious of that um and i think that uh um i, I actually do think this is a, like you know they, they because in the post they said uh I, it's really weird i don't know how to explain it i think you're actually explaining it pretty well i'm actually having trouble explaining it if i'm being completely honest with you uh let's go over to the deeper one uh obviously that's a very deep question um and i really appreciate it uh this one is a little bit uh a little bit more on the serious side it does have to do with suicide so uh, just keep that in mind. My wife tried to kill herself. Last Monday, I walked in on my wife taking an excessive amount of very dangerous heart pills. And somehow I was too stupid to realize she wasn't joking. She wanted to die. Luckily, she was talking to her therapist who made her a safety plan that I thought was a great idea. I got rid of all the guns in the house, all the pills, and all is all was well. About four days later, she admitted she had packed, she had picked a day, a time, and how she was going to do it which was yesterday at nine in the morning with about 150 pills she had hid from me. A few phone calls later, she was whisked away to a crisis center. Now she's gone for I don't know how long, no visitors allowed, and very little phone contact. Since the incident, I haven't eaten in four days. Oh, man, I'm so sorry about that. I have constant panic attacks. It almost feels like she did die. I know it's not true, and she's safe, but I'm, I'm so lost, I don't know what to do. I've since visited a doctor and got antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds. Both both seem to not be working. I don't understand why she was the one who wanted that wanted to commit suicide, and I ended up so messed up. I miss my wife so much. And, and so this is, and by the way, I'm not trying to victim blame. I'm not trying to blame the wife. This is a reminder to everybody. This is why we need to be on top of our mental health, because it is insidious. It is uh, insidious. Is that the right word? Maybe I'm thinking it is contagious. How about that? It is a contagion that happens when, you know, when we're, uh, uh, you know, when we're sad and somebody really deeply cares about us. Well, guess what? They're probably going to feel sad for us. Um, and listen, whether or not you, you, oh, well, I didn't ask you to be sad for me. They're probably going to if they really care about you. If you have really good friends, they're probably going to care if you tr if you uh, try to kill yourself, right? Um, listen, I had a friend that, that admitted this to me and I just, my heart uh 
sank mainly because I, 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 I didn't know, right? Um, and this is why you have to. Uh, and by the way, this is going off script right now. Like I have no idea uh, what led to this or anything like that. So uh, I'm just going to tell you guys what it seems to uh, have led. It kind of led me to that breaking point. I never told anybody how I felt. I never told anybody about the struggles that I was dealing with. Um, and if you are, and this is going to be a little controversial, so I don't, I hope I don't offend anybody out there, but you should probably find someone of your same gender um, to speak about your problems with, especially if you are a guy. Why do I say that? Well, First off, you'd understand each other a little a little bit more if, you know, you had a friend that was the same gender as you because they could kind of relate to the things that you're feeling, right? If you're a girl and you go to a guy and say that your 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 cramps are are tearing you apart or something like that, why would a guy know anything about that, right? He might understand somewhat, but would he really understand your feeling? Uh, and the reason why I say that is because I have, I had some, uh, you know, my, my ex would talk about, you know, her, the, the, the locker room talk. And that was something that would happen. Like girls would just talk about, uh, you know, the monthly, uh, I was trying to just not say period, but yeah, their period. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't know what that's like, you know, <laughs> um, same thing with women. They're not going to know exactly what it's like to be a dude or, or what, what we go through. Um, and so when you talk to a, another dude, uh, you should have a friend, at least one, but, you know, I, I would say a lot, you know, have a lot, um, that you can literally say your deepest, darkest thing, and they will still accept you as their friend with obviously with, uh, limitations, right? Like if you cheated on their, if you, if you, if you, uh, ended up you know, having relations with his wife or something like that, right? Obviously, big, big exceptions, but obviously there's exceptions to all rules. Um, but you definitely want to, you do want to speak uh, speak to other people. And this is why community is so, so important, right? Like this woman had a therapist. I don't, listen, I'm not saying the therapists don't do anything. I'm just trying to say ther uh, therapy is, all, it doesn't replace having friends, okay? It doesn't replace having good sol a good solid foundation from which you can build yourself off of. You need friends to to, uh, to to build yourself off of. And if you don't, it's, listen, isolation is one of the worst things that can happen to addicts, to anybody, anybody, right? Um, and so, I mean, it, this just breaks my heart because, you know, this poor, this poor guy, uh, I'm assuming guy, I'm not too sure. Uh, this poor guy had, uh, you know, walks in as his wife one day just trying to kill herself and uh, does everything he can. And then eventually um, he gets to the point, you know, she gets to the point where she needs to be hospitalized. And now he's dealing with all this stuff because he doesn't know what to do. Um, and it's tough, right? Because then all of a sudden you're thrusted into the role of um, uh, caretaker to some degree, right? Because imagine this, right? When the wife comes back, uh, how long did they say they've been gone? Four days? Um, I'm going to assume that she will be gone for at least a week. Um, that's actually a, a, a um, that's like an underestimate. I don't know, is that what I'm trying to say? That's like a, a, a soft estimate. A real estimate, I could be gone for like a couple of weeks, to be honest with you. Um, but a week seems about right. Um, but I have heard of some, some people being gone for like a couple of weeks. Um, if it's a, at a crisis center, which I think is diff a little bit different than a 5150, but I, I could be, I'd be, could be completely wrong on that. 
either way, um, you know, this poor, this poor, you know, person has to deal with all of the ramifications of what happened, trying to deal with the, you know, because he doesn't even get to talk to his wife, right? Um, and that's the the saddest part is that he's suffering all alone without any answers. You know how how could this happen? Now, honestly, uh, as uh, uh, sorry, obviously, she has to get she has to figure out the answers with with uh, you know uh, professionals, of course. But you know this poor poor guy is going to have to you know suffer for a while till he gets the um, until he finally gets to get some answers about this. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that really starts to, uh, weigh on you when you, cause the problem is when you don't get answers from somebody, a lot of times you end up, uh, you end up assuming the answers, which is not good. Uh, once you start assuming answers, you start to add your own pieces of evidence, which are probably not even true. Right. Um, you know, was I just a terrible husband? And listen, I, I'm not saying that he was, but I'm just trying to say, when you're depressed, you tend to go into that cycle of, oh, it's, you know, it's my fault because I did this or because I did that. And you start to, um, it's good to look introspectively and ask yourself, well, what did I do wrong? Or, or, or is there something I could have done better? But if you're just simply looking at yourself um, non-objectively, you know, you're looking at yourself emotionally and just trying to bag on yourself. Well, that's not really good either. Uh, so my, my thoughts and prayers go out to this person. I really do hope that, uh, that their wife gets uh, the help that she needs and that they will be able to get reunited. And this won't have a, it'll have an effect on their relationship for sure, but that this doesn't break up their relationship, right? A husband and a wife, that's a beautiful thing. So I really hope that they're able to uh, figure it out. Um, let's go to the next post. Uh, this is probably the last one here. Uh, let's do this. Uh, I don't know which one to do. Let's do this one. If it doesn't work out, then we'll do another one. Uh, quote, anxiety is fake. Everyone has a mental illness according to the DSM. Uh, end quote. Me. Goes through a four-hour state of panic while at my job. One attack right after the other. Shaking, on the verge of crying, vomiting each time, gets flu-like symptoms once the panic does die down, and spends several days afterwards feeling physically ill and missing work. Some douche. LOL, everyone has anxiety. Mental illness is such a sham. Me. Oh, thank goodness, I'm cured now. If there's anyone I'd wish my anxiety on, it's these people. Not forever, just enough for them to get to, for them to get it. You know, and we do have to remember, right, there is something to the placebo effect, right? So if you guys remember, right, placebo is... Uh, when like, let's say you, you're given a pill, um, and they say, well, this is a weight loss pill, or this is something like that. Um, and a lot of times placebos work actually pretty well. And sometimes even better than the pills that are supposed to do the job. Right. Um, and so, you know, it'll be just like a sugar pill or a sugar tablet or something like that. And then all of a sudden, because you believed it, you end up, uh, you know, uh, your mind ends up almost making it so, which is something to think about because if that's true, it's probably also true that your mind can keep you in a perpetual state of torture. Um, if you believe it, it's probably, you know, what, what, what's that saying that people say? It's like, if you believe or if you don't believe you can achieve something, you're probably right, right? Like, it, 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 if you don't believe you can achieve something, it's it's hard to actually achieve it. 
Um, now, if you have a belief that you will do something, but you don't know exactly how, that's way different, right? Um, but um, I, I think we have to be careful about doing these absolutes. Oh, well, uh, mental health is, uh, sorry, the DSM is like the, is the the end all be all the dsm has been rewritten or you know it's been redone several times uh, sorry several times this is a, it's going to be on its fifth iteration or sixth iteration i think uh so they're starting to add things right as more as more um uh what do you call it um answers come out they're adding more and more to it right an example would be relational trauma or complex PTSD or CPTSD. Uh, when I talked to Nadine Macaluso, uh, she was saying that uh, supposedly in 2022, which uh, I guess has already happened. I don't really know. I haven't really followed it. Um, they were going to add relational trauma or CPTSD to the DSM-5 because that wasn't really a thing. So, <clears throat> um, so obviously there's going to be more and more science that comes out, but um you know, I, I would just say uh, we want to be careful about living in complete absolutes, right? Um, like everything is an absolute. Um, now, with me, I'm not going to really say too much about what I think of absolutes and all that other stuff. But uh, with me, I think you always want to remember uh, what what works and what doesn't work for you. Those are going to be the keys to how you live your life now. What works for you in the moment might not be, sorry, yeah, what works for you in the moment might not be what works for you for a long time, right? What works for you in the moment might be, oh, well, I'm struggling so hard to to not have a drink. Like, why don't I just have a drink, right? That may work in the moment, but does that work for long term if you're an addict? Probably not. But for that moment, it gives you that temporary uh, release, right? Like, oh, I don't have to fight myself. Oh, I can just give, I can just give in. The problem with giving in is the long-term, like, and that's what I think people need to start seeing, right, is the long-term effects of that stuff. Um, but, you know, and this is where the um, anti-psychiatry and the pro-psychiatry people uh, tend to kind of, I think they tend to miss the mark a little bit, is they do, we do need to see how each person kind of responds to these things, right? Like, does the fact that mental illness, or sorry, is the fact that mental illness is all in your head or that, that kind of stuff, does that really change what we, does that really change anything about the situation? Like, this person is still suffering, right? Um, so, and, you know, vice versa, it also works too. But um, I think there needs to be a little bit more conversation. And I just, uh, I just wish that there was a little bit more education about this in like earlier grades. I've said this before, like middle school, high school, because, you know, we start to lose people early on, man. And I, I feel like we're not given the, uh, the the tools, the equipment, the resources to deal with a lot of the trauma that goes on earlier on in life. And listen, unfortunately, I, I really wish that we didn't have to deal like, you know, kids didn't have to deal with the trauma of life, uh, the trauma that us adults do uh, put on them. But uh, unfortunately, it does happen. So um I just hope that one day we start to kind of teach that a little bit earlier on instead of just, you know, gummy bears and gummy worms. You know, I mean, like, that, oh, sorry, that's all I knew when I was a kid. <laughs> that just sounds pretty good. Maybe I'll get some on Saturday. Um, either way, um, 
hopefully you guys enjoyed that video. Remember, tomorrow is going to be Anti-Psychiatry Saturdays. So what a great segue into that. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email us or email me, excuse me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. I also have a link to the anxiety subreddit in the info box if you guys want to help out on there or become a part of the community. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.